What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heels to Healing Podcast. It's your homegirls, Dr. Pam. And Dr. Janae. Back here with another mental health conversation. But before we get started, let's check in. Dr. Janae, how you doing? What's going on with you? Um, I'm doing all right. You know, just juggling all the things, wearing all the hats, making it work. But a little bit tired. I ain't gonna hold you. But I'm, okay. I'm all right overall. How are you? I feel like I'm doing a good job this week. Okay. Yeah. Send some of that my way. I'm trying because I heard that um and that pause in the beginning. <laughs> I'm trying to be honest with people because I was going to be like, I'm great. So I'm being honest. I'm, Why do I'm we do that? To being transparent. I'm like, come on, friend. Be transparent in your safe space. I'm here for it. So today's topic is going to be just that, friend. We're talking about setting boundaries as a therapist. Being safe spaces for our friends, but understanding that we is not your therapist, girl. We just your homegirl. Are not. Just your homegirl. Just your homegirl. Heavy on the homegirl. Not your therapist (laughs) homegirl, just your homegirl. Period. And what that even means. So we're going to look into a little bit more of, I'm your homegirl, not your therapist. Even to y'all as listeners, like we are definitely your homegirls. We might drop some gems and have some messages, but we are definitely always remind you this is not a therapy session. You're going to have to find a therapist for that. That part. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how our friends and the people that we love near and dear to us try to sneak in some free sessions and try to get us to put our therapist hat on. Listen, it happens more times than not. Um, And it's common, right? It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a doctor in your family or a nurse in your family, you're like, hey, you know, so-and-so scraped their leg. You know, does it look infected? Do do we need to go to the doctor? Do they need, Mm -hmm. you know? So I completely see why people go, listen, I got lawyer homegirls and I'm quick to be like, what could I say to let my job know I'm not playing with them? Like, what would be your insight? So there's nothing wrong with getting insight from your loved ones in a respected field, but it is when... Our loved ones come to us and expect us to hold the space that their therapist should be holding for them and the conflict that that puts us in as professionals, but also the ways in which it impacts that personal relationship, right? So asking questions or one thing that I tell everyone, if you are looking for a therapist or how to navigate that process, tap in with me. I got you. Listen, you I will me. help you through. I will show you the way. I'll I will be your listen, guide. Listen, I will help you. I've had people come to me like, oh, I found this therapist. They take my insurance, but it says they focus. They do DBT. I'm like, oh, let me explain to you what that mm-hmm. means. Let me explain. Oh, EMDR, this is what you can expect for those sessions to mean. So I'm happy to be a sounding board or to help decipher information. But when it's, yo, I'm going through X, Y, and Z, and I'm really feeling these things and I need to get better. What do I do? Then that's where it's like, wait, 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 this, we're, we're, we're crossing lines that we can't cross. And like, people often don't understand why, like there's a conflict and what that means. Um, so I'm all about examples, right? It's like, if you had a, a friend of the family, a family member, whoever was an OBGYN, right? You could ask them a question like, oh, look, look, I should I go to the doctor? Because this ain't right. And something ain't thinging how it's supposed to thing. And they'll Jesus. be like, yeah, you should. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can be like, listen, my my visitor been here for 17 days and I don't think that's okay. And he's going to be like, go to the doctor. Right. But you're not going to bust it wide open and be like, what's that? You're not doing that to your True. OBGYN. I would but hope I, not. 
to your home. Really yeah, like yeah. I really hope not. But I think when it comes to mental health, it's not as clear cut. I don't think people know all the time when they're unloading and not just mm-hmm. leaning on a friend. Yes. Right? So where it moved from you just asking a question like, hey, should I go to my doctor? To you busting it wide open. Like, friend, I'm here for you. If you having a little breakdown, you crying or whatever, they're there. I'm going to talk to you. But I'm not about to sit here and have a whole hour session and try to troubleshoot your life. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot. And I can't be unbiased. Right? Yeah. And I think that's the part that, you know, as a person in the midst of struggling through something like that, that transition from talking to and confiding in a friend versus unloading, that's very subjective. And it's hard to recognize when you've crossed that line, when you're in the midst of something, when you're in the midst of that breakdown or this stressor and you want to process it, you often lean to that therapist friend if you have one or that therapist relative, but you don't realize it's gone from like, who I just need to get this out. I just need to say it. I just need to have space right. held for And me. you're just venting or whatever. Yeah, it may I'm be. venting versus like, hey, now I want you to help <clears throat> me identify how we got here, what role I played, what I could do differently, how this is a part of my past trauma. And so people don't realize that they've gone into that space. And that often they kind of like put your your back against the wall. So you just, they're like, hey girl, I'm going through it. Can I call you? The same way when I was just talking about in the last episode where when I'm having a rough day and I'll tell my homegirls like, I got to tap in. I Mm kind of know where to draw that line. I also recognize that my closest homegirls aren't therapists. So there's only so much they can provide for me as a friend. But when the shoe was on the other foot and it's like, oh, I want to talk to my friend who happens to be a therapist. She's equipped to deal with if we take it to step two, three, four, and five, and it's like, am I equipped to? Yes. Should I be? No. So there is just that that venting or that initial release, which is what your therapist friend can do for you. But when you go beyond that, now you're you're now you're kind of muddy and you're double dipping, and that's not going to help you all have just an organic friendship because it can be draining for your therapist friend. But also, ethically speaking, is what we cannot do. I have to tell people and redirect people all the time. They're like, well, why can't you be my therapist? And I'm like, first of all, our our code of ethics, our code of conduct talks about the issues that present with multiple relationships and dual relationships. And we can't be objective. I cannot be your homegirl and be treating you for a psychiatric condition. Like, nope. it just doesn't work. Just like you said, I can be your sister and your OBGYN. Like, girl, no. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I think you dropped a real big one. Like, just like any other job, we got a code of ethics. We have rules and regulations. There's things that are ethical and things that are not. There's things that are legal and things that surely are not. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, there's actual language that says, hey, you can't do Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like we can't be friends with our clients. Like somebody can't come and see me for two years and tell me all their deepest secrets and we work through things and then come and be at the cookout with me like that's not we can't do that plus Mm -hmm. you don't want to see your therapist over there buzzing it wide open for the homie like you don't want to see that (laughs) jesus you how are you going to respect factual like you said not only can we not be objective as friends for somebody that we're now we've become their therapist but like you said you as a, a client can't even be objective because you don't see me you're not only seeing me in a professional light, you're seeing me in my personal spaces where I feel most comfortable, where I'm taking off my therapist hat. So it's not beneficial for either one of us. And then there's liabilities to that. When my friends or loved ones start asking me for therapeutic advice, I'm like, if you set forth 
with this advice that I'm giving you that I would be giving to a client, we've signed informed consent, we're going through insurance, all of these things are happening. But if I don't, if I'm just giving these same therapeutic gems or the same treatment plan to you that I've given to a client and we've gone through and understood the risks and the benefits to this and you walk in that and you get worse or you go into a psychiatric crisis, everyone's going to be looking at me and holding me accountable. And it's like, oh, I'm just talking to my homegirl, but I've now overstepped that homegirl mm-hmm. or that cousin or that sister. Mm-hmm. So it's really important from a personal and professional perspective, but also when we look at the ethical and legal ramifications, when we start to cross those lines and cross those boundaries. Real. And it's just like, let's talk about the the nuances of it all, right? Because at the end of the day, as a psychologist, as a therapist, we also have to not only just talk about the things and figure out tools and do all of that, but we also talk about like suicide. We also have to do things like if this situation is really bad, might what if the conversation is putting somebody on a psychiatric hold? I'm not going to mm-hmm. be objective when it comes to my home where I'm like, that's my sis. She going to pull out of this, right? I'm not going to be like, oh. She and now she needs to the community. She had entered the community because you right. couldn't be objective exactly. in that situation. Exactly. Or it's too late. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you're not going to, I hope you're not going to show up to therapy with a, with a drink, but if we're sitting here going out for drinks to do a therapy session, doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Friends, you know, on top and, of, we can't treat anybody that's under the influence. So again, right. you're talking to me, we sitting here have a happy hour. You want to start talking to me about your relationship problems, but you really want me to be your therapist but we're drinking. So I can't treat you when you're drinking and I can't treat nobody when I'm drinking, but here we are. Four or five mimosas in and you want me to diagnose you or you want me Mm. to die. This is one people, I I hate when people come to me. Uh Oh, this person does X, Y, and Z, you know, cause you know, the but this person is a narcissist. I'm just like, everything that you're about to say, no, they do not probably meet criteria (laughs) for narcissistic personality disorder. But again, it is unethical to give anybody a diagnosis that you have not sat and conducted an assessment on and are treating. So, oh yeah, you know, my mom does did it. And I just know my mom is bipolar. Yeah. And Cause I like, seen a sound bite on Instagram on a TikTok, And I'm now an expert because I don't follow the bipolar hashtag. And I know all things <sighs> bipolar from all of this misinformation. And now I want you to validate my misinformation and diagnose my mama who you do not know are not treating I want you to confirm that my boyfriend's a narcissist. And like, y'all, do you hear how out of pocket that is? And that's what folks do. And they run all the time. And Mm -hmm. they run with it. So like, this goes back to how you were like a danger in the community, right? So now you're misinformed and you running around just, just spewing misinformation. (laughs) You like, you got a billboard and a megaphone. You are, you are endangering society. My friend, Dr. Pam said that you are a narcissist. Fam, hold up. I didn't say that. I said you need to leave him alone, but here we are. But here we are, you know. Now you got my name bad in the streets. Right. Or you telling uh, your mama like, and Pam said that you bipolar. And I'm like, I got to come over for Thanksgiving. Why would you do that? (laughs) I didn't even say that. I didn't. I was trying to be your shoulder and you was trying to get me to give you diagnoses and treatment plans. And like you said, when we talk about like, yes, psychiatric holds are real. And sometimes... 
people need Very those, necessary. but we can't be objective. And so if we're not able to be objective and we're called out to a scene and we can't say like, oh, it's the same way in certain legal trials, people have to recuse themselves. If they're right. involved with the plaintiff, the defendant, they have to be like, yo, I can't be on this case. I can't be the judge of this. I, you need to get this to somebody else because there has to be a level of objectivity. So it's the same way if we're talking about mild mental health stuff, stress, anxiety, mild depression, or we're talking about psychosis, regardless of how severe the issue is, we cannot be objective. We know too much about your personal life in which we are a part of Mm -hmm. that we can't see the issue at hand and start to work toward treating the issue because we like, oh, she a good person. I can't believe so-and-so doing that to her. She don't deserve this. We're not sitting there and challenging and confronting and we're not providing you with optimal care because we're coming at it as your loved one, your family member, your best friend. So we're doing both of ourselves a disservice. And then we got to sit up in front of the board if it ever goes sour. Because why were we over here doing therapy in the first place with somebody exactly, that we are personally already, invested with? And they already told us we can't do that. Ben told us. Ben in told school, us. Look, in our tests, in our day-to-day practice, in our continuing Again, education. Come on. <laughs> like... And I think sometimes it's hard to explain that to our friends, our family, our loved ones, that even if I'm being your shoulder to cry on, even if I'm dropping gems, even if I'm there with you in the struggle and in the trenches, that does not mean that I am also holding this, this part um, Mm -hmm. as clear and concise as it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also the friend that's going, if you call me in the middle of the night, like, let's run. I'm like, let's go. Who we, who we, you know, what's going on? Do I got to, you know, and it's all lies. Cause I'm gonna be in my bed with my bonnet. Cause I'm not riding nor dying. Cause I'll be lazy, but I'm gonna be there for this stuff. And I'm gonna talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, would you respect your therapist? If she was like, yeah, girl, let's go. Ra-ta-ta-ta. It's on. Like, you're not, you're not going to listen to that as mm-hmm. you should so you can't mm-hmm. expect me as your friend that's still going to sit there and shoot the shit with you to also always give you this like, oh, you know, we have to set patra boundaries and we have to do this and we have to do that. And and that right there is this diagnosis and we need to do it. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We can't cross those boundaries because it's not good for you. It's not good for us. We over here potentially risking losing our licenses, being held to disciplinary action by the board. You not healing, you not growing. Um, Our friendship is now impaired because I've told you something that I would tell a client in an objective way, but you heard it in a different way. So it's 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 way too many layers. And, and then so you might lose your life because now I'm broke, and I don't like being broke, y'all. Listen, because now I got to come live with you because this your fault. So and, and I don't want to live you with got... you because you already told me all your problems, and I know what's going on. Right. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, so let's just let's let's avoid all of that. Let's maintain our friendship. Let me maintain my licensure, my profession. Come let's on. maintain um, our friendship. Let's maintain all the things that are matter to us, and let's just be friends. And I'm here to be your shoulder to lean on within reason. Good. I'm happy to help you navigate the therapeutic process, but I'm not your therapist. Um, oh. Same thing with the listeners here. We love to have this space with you all. We love that it's beneficial and nurturing for many folks. We're not your therapist. We're not. We're your homegirls. We're your homegirls on a huge healing podcast. And we both just got doctors. We both just therapists. We are not your therapist. And okay. maybe we are. Maybe you a client that listens. Nevertheless. But also hear us. But also <laughs> hear us when we say, this is something that you got to take back to your therapist. This is something you, know? you got to take back to your therapist. Because we will let so, you know what that looks like. 
Absolutely. So boundaries that typically I have to set with folks and I have in the past and most people understand it. Some people immediately are like, good, good. I get it. Other times I've had to break it down a little bit more like we just spent some time doing. But that boundary is like, hey, I'm here to listen, to give you that space, to be your shoulder. But I cannot be expected to be held on every single part of this journey with you on what to do better, what where this comes from, how you can learn from this, um, what are some alternatives. Like the same way that you talk to your friends that aren't therapists, what they can give you is what that that amount of time, that breadth of knowledge is kind of what I can give you. Maybe mine is not as toxic. Maybe mine is a little bit more comprehensive or mine is a little bit more proactive versus mm-hmm. reactive. But in that same way, when you call your non-therapist homegirl or homeboy and be like, I just got to talk, I can listen, I can empathize, I can let you know I'm here for you, you're going to figure it out and I'm a support, but I am not going to be alongside you on this journey and be breaking apart, chipping away things, looking at inner child wounds, letting you know that this is a symptom of blank and you know you meet the criteria for this because again, now we're in that boundary violation. Yes. And then also a lot a good rule of thumb that I like to set like <clears throat> as a boundary, if you will. I don't know if it's a straight boundary, but it's something that I like to practice with friends in general. It's like it's that reciprocity, you know, it's not just a that, thing that Lauren Hill was <laughs> singing about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot where it's like sometimes we're gonna have those conversations where you're talking for the full two hours. And I'm like, dang, girl, like, you know what I mean? And I'm just being there to support you. But I also need to be able to do the same with you. We also need to be able to ebb and flow. And when I tell you, friend, look, I ain't got the answers to this one. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that too, right? Mm-hmm. So not only as homegirls seeing and being able to read the room, but Shout out to the therapists out there. Y'all also need to let your friends know when they doing a little bit much or when you need to set a real boundary or if maybe it's weighing on you a little bit because like we said and like we identified earlier, it's like it's not as clear and cut and dry mm-hmm. for where these boundaries lie. So you got to figure out your own boundary, if you will. For sure. Like you said, and it just comes with you find your way on how to navigate this. I think there's yeah. more conversations being held in the therapeutic world about how we navigate this. One of my favorite pushbacks that I've gotten is when somebody comes to me for advice and I'm answering as me. Ain't no doctor in front of what I'm answering. Nope. This is this is the Janae response. And I give what, listen, they did what? Well, let me, t- I, I, and it's like, like, how you gonna say that? You a therapist. I'm like, not right now, I'm not. Listen, I will tell you real quick, I'm really in my toxic spirit right now. So ask me if you want to. <laughs> Listen, listen, I'm answering as your homegirl and as your homegirl, you know, I'm with it all. Every single part of it. So however far you want to take it, however far they're trying to take it, we can take it there. This is not therapy. So I need to remind you. And they be taking it back like, that's not how you sound on a podcast. I'm like, yeah, because I'm talking to my homegirl. This This is off recording. This is not a session. I am not bound to no obligation. I'm with whatever. And they be like, oh, I'm like, so that I think that's sometimes my reminder too. like, if you want some positive, proactive advice, you first and foremost can go to that resource guide that we've curated for you because Look it's there here. for a reason. Come or on. you can go listen to previous episodes where I'm really, I'm being authentic in what I'm saying, but I am coming from a product of my therapeutic lens. I'm not yes. acting as a, as a therapist in this space, but I'm giving therapeutic advice, general knowledge from a therapist's mm-hmm. perspective. 
but you called my personal line after hours trying to pop it. Well, okay, so come get me. You they want to do what? And it's like, I can't, you're not gonna tell me to let not to let nothing go. So now now you confused because you try to loop me in as your homegirl, as your therapist, and I can only be one or the other. And we already on the homegirl side. So call your therapist for some actual therapy. And I don't think that there's a specific right answer or a mm-hmm. perfect or concrete example about what venting as a friend versus unloading and unpacking as you would in therapy looks like because every situation is different, right? So people are often like, well, where where is that line so I don't cross it? How do I respect boundaries because it's yeah. unclear and because yeah, yeah. it's about human emotions and feelings and interpersonal relationships, there's not a there's not a line of demarcation that exists for every single person in every situation. So it's going to be on a case by case basis. But again, people, somebody might come to me with a relationship issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you what my partner did. They mm-hmm. said this, or I was running around cleaning the house and they was on the couch watching. Whoop, 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 and it's just like, dang, like what? You know, I'm, I'm just like, so, you know, tell me more. I'm just mm-hmm. letting them have that space to vent. I low key can't believe what I'm hearing myself. So it's just that organic conversation that we're having as friends. But then when it's like, you know, I just feel like I'm doing so much and they're not giving as much as me and they got the nerve to complain and they don't, you know, value me and see me and validate me. And, and then when it's like, okay, so now when we switch over to this part about, yo, you know, self-respect and boundaries and effective communication and problem solving. And have you presented this by using I statements? And, you know, have you tried now we're stepping into a different lane where I'm no longer operating as your homegirl. I'm giving the same therapeutic recommendations that I'm giving to a client or a set of clients that I'm working with in, in personal or couples therapy. And so that's where the fine line is drawn. And so at some point in that conversation or in this example, as I'm listening to my friend and I'm validating them, I'm validating them and I'm letting them know that I hate that they're going through this experience. And I'm like, man, you know, have you taken some space to kind of, you know, catch your breath before you go back and say something you don't mean? Like, you know, can you step away? Can you get out for the evening? Like, that's all me talking as a friend. Right. And from there, my friend has to respect and understand that I'm providing friendship. I'm providing a shoulder. But when it's like, well, what do I do? And I'm about to go back and I'm going to say this and And I remember, you know, you talked one time about, you know, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like now you're asking me to step outside of something that I am. I'm your friend. And I'm just here to console you and comfort you and remind you, hey, you know, don't take this somewhere I don't need to go, but I'm not your therapist. And I think people who have therapist loved ones are looking for that next level, that extra Mm -hmm. step, that other push. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. And that's where the boundary conversation comes in where I have to let somebody know like what if I'm hearing some stuff going on, but you know, I'm going to talk about this, but the other three things that part about the inequitable distribution in your relationship and how that makes you feel on, and how you feel unsupported All right. and how you feel and how you feel burdened and worn down right. and, you know, disconnected. Like that's all needs to go with your therapist, but I'm here to talk to you about like, damn girl, that's a lot, you know, take some time for yourself, breathe. Let's talk about it. Do you feeling better? Let's make some jokes. You know, what do you want to go get dinner? Because again, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to ask one of my clients that. I'm going to give them all that other stuff. And I'm going to be like, well, you now you need to find your community. So the Mm -hmm. same way that we redirect clients who want to blur those lines and be friends with us is the same way I'm going to redirect you when you want me to be your therapist. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think another thing also that needs to be mentioned is like the expectation, right? So as my friend, right, if you expect to get a friend response, that's what you're getting because we're friends. 
But if you're expecting mm-hmm. me to give you both or give you all or give you resources and give you therapeutic outlooks and all of that, then, okay, you came to the wrong place because I'm just your friend, right? Um, and I think sometimes when we as the therapist feel the act, that expectation that we need to do more than just be here for you and be a listening ear and you're looking for actual tangible resources or you're looking for a therapeutic homework, then it's like, oh, oh, lines are getting blurred, right? So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the way you can respect those boundaries is managing your expectations as well. Absolutely. You know, and let's not get it twisted. There's always those conversations that can go from, oh, this is okay, but maybe this isn't the best, right? So I've had Mm -hmm. situations where I'll have a homegirl come to talk to me and don't even put no judgment because we all do this right where we'll have a conversation with our friend and we try to give them some advice and then come back to our therapeutic friend and be like and then I told her this and I told her that but I don't even know if I told her the right thing what you think (laughs) as a therapist what would you say if one of your clients came in and I'm like I don't know Like, I don't know what to tell you, friend. Like, I, I could see why you told her that. Or, listen, I probably would have said the same thing to my friend, you know, and trying to reestablish that boundary because it's like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what I would do in that situation. Because it depends. I'm not there right now. I'm not there. I'm not in that bag. I'm not thinking with my DSM. I'm not thinking with none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing all of that that I would do at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also think um, it's a little bit, it's a little selfish and people don't realize this. Like, don't nobody want to do what they do 24 seven. Like, I want to step away from work and just be me. I want to laugh. Mm-hmm. I want to joke. I want to decompress. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the funny stuff. I still, I'm always going to be your friend. So I want to support you. But that's a boundary that I've had to set in my personal life is like, hey, I need this hour when I get up off of work for me to just do what I want to do. And oftentimes that's nothing is just sitting in silence because I've had to actively listen and brainstorm and collaborate and advise all day. I don't want to get and be coming up with your life plan and then your life plan and then my other life. Like, no. So I think that the most important. I'm trying to keep key relax kiki and i'm trying to enjoy my friendships in a different way there are parts mm-hmm. of therapy that i enjoy and that i love doing which is why i came into the field but i don't want to do that 24 7 so everything has a balance everything has its place um and again sometimes i can help you and push you towards your therapeutic process but that's not something i want to do every day of my life with every second of my free time um So I think it's just about finding balance. And for those who have therapist loved ones, it's just asking, like, do you have the space for this? Is what I'm asking for therapy or is this to help me figure out what I need to do or process in therapy? So it's just that open communication. So the 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 givers have to be willing to be like, hey, this is a little bit more than I can take on. This is inappropriate. This is, you know, a dual relationship or whatever terms you want to use. And then for the people that are actually trying to be poured into is asking those questions, being like, yo, it's not too much or I'm not, you know, violating anything or are you in the space for this? And I think with that open communication and making sure that parameters are set and you're checking back to them, that's how you're able to have an authentic friendship with someone who just happens to be a therapist. There we go. That is perfect. Being authentic, checking in with your people and not doing too much. Don't do too That's much. Just, and just remember, again, there's a time and a place for everything. My mom used right. to always tell me that time and place for everything. So I'm just trying to be your friend 
and I'm a therapist over here, the same way I have friends who are teachers. And I might ask them a question about, hey, what's developmentally appropriate for my child? But I'm not asking you to run some curriculum and do testing and train and teach. Or like I said, I might tap in with one of the lawyer homegirls real quick because I need to know if I got a case. But if you tell me I got a case, <laughs> now I'm about to go find a lawyer that I can then say it, move forward with the case. I'm not about to, you know, so everything in moderation. And the same way we respect other people's time, craft, money, services, education, do the same to us. I think the lines get a little bit more blurred when it's helping field because it's like, oh, you a helper, you a yeah. healer, you're a this, so you're that all the time. And it's like, nah, like you said, you said, I'm in my toxic spirit. I'm in my toxic bag. Like, let me, let me be that. Let me be the toxic mm-hmm. homebrew real quick. Like I'm mm-hmm. down the ride. I can't do that when I'm at work. I can't do that when I'm seeing clients. So don't try to make our friendship something that it's not because I have a different title than your other friends. Exactly. Let me be a resource. I am definitely not the source. Come on. And there it is there. So right here, we're going to transition into our listener letter of the week. Mm, okay. Um, okay. This is interesting. So today we have Sean. And Sean writes us and says, mm. I've been listening to the podcast. Shout out to you for listening to the podcast. I see you, King. Um, I've been listening to the podcast and I've been trying to set boundaries with my family, but it's not really landing. Oof. They think it's white people shit. Oh, damn. They think it's white people shit that I'm being dramatic. And sometimes after we laugh about it and it does feel dramatic. How do I identify and communicate that my boundaries are real and will help our relationships in the long run? Because everything is good until it's not. And when it ain't good, it usually is because things have been built up and then comes all out at the same time. Oof. What you got to say to Sean, Dr. Janae? Oof. Um, this is this is common, right? It's super common. Yes. Um, he brought up a lot of different perspectives, like the cultural aspect of it and how it's something like you said, when you talk about boundaries, people is like, Oh, where where what school you done went to, where you done went off to that got you talking about boundaries? And it's like the only people that are against boundaries are the ones that don't have none and they want to invade your space. So that's the issue. That's the first you the problem. The person that is pushing up against the boundaries is the problem. So mm-hmm. I think that you have gone through some type, you've gone through therapy, you've gone through some type of training, some life transformation where your spirit is telling you the way that things have been working are no longer working or they never were. And you're starting to feel the impact of that imbalance. So stand firm on them. You have those boundaries for a reason. And one of the most important things about boundaries that I think it's a misconception is people see and hear boundaries as you're trying to shut me out or you're trying to push me away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm trying to keep you in, but in a way that I still am of sound mind, body, and soul when you walk away. So I'm not drained. I'm not feeling burdened. I'm not feeling overwhelmed. So I still want to, again, I still want my friends to be my friends. I'm not telling my friends that I can't be their therapist because I no longer want friendship, but I want to make sure that that friendship is fulfilling to me. And I don't leave the conversation or the link of being like, damn, I had to solve all their problems and figure out all their issues. So I set that boundary so we can continue to be friends and walk away and be like, that's my dog. Like, that's that's why I rock with them. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that that is the purpose of the boundary and then standing 10 toes down on them is what has to happen no matter what. And all that Sean or anybody else in the situation can control is themselves. If auntie don't want to get in line with your boundaries then that just means you have to operate differently with auntie. Um, And that's just what it is. And I think the boundary thing is 
uncomfortable because it's this conflict of what yourself needs and what the others want to do. But in prioritizing yourself first, whatever the outcome is, it is you telling yourself that you are valuable enough and what you want matters enough. So that's what I would do. I would try to communicate. I'm trying to keep you in, but in a way where I'm not losing myself. And that's why these boundaries exist so that we can maintain or build our healthy relationship. Um, And if that person continues to refuse to respect your boundaries, then you remove yourself from the situation because that's the next line of defense. So, um, you know, the reason why I'm imagining that Sean is having this like blow up because he's saying the boundaries, the people are pushing back on him and he's not standing firm on it. So he's okay. Well, never mind. You can call me whenever, you know, or, or Hey, you can't ask me for money because I'm in a tight space and they keep asking for money and now you're giving the money. So now when you want your last, you lashing out at everybody, but you played a role in that because you didn't stand firm on what you said and go back to the, why you said it, you allowed other people's opinions to influence your behavior and go against what you knew your soul needed. So you back at score one. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say to Sean. Listen, I agree. I think when it comes to family, family is like that hard one, right? Cause it's like, this is family. Um, that's my mama. That's my brother. I got it. This and I got it that. And, yeah, and if you want to get a little deeper into it, like just cultural norms or whatever, like I come from a very big, very, very African family, right? They don't care about mm-hmm. boundaries. Eh? Whose boundaries? What are you talking about? What's that? <laughs> don't be speaking all this big English for me, you know? And they don't care, okay? Not a big so English. <laughs> Listen, they will tell you a dashing grandma, okay? <laughs> um, Africans get in the comments. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's like, you can say the boundaries all day, but you need to actively enforce them because you have to lead by example. Set your boundary, stay true to your boundary, and they will fall in line. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying, don't call me after 10, but you're answering at 11.02, Listen. bro, you're the problem. If you're saying, I can't give you money, but you still some way, somehow making it work, bro, mm-hmm. <laughs> do it better, you know? So it's a song and dance for sure. It's going to be harder depending on the the role or the position that the person holds in your life. But mm-hmm. once you realize what is a realistic boundary for yourself and you stand 10 toes down on it. That's how we enforce it. And mm-hmm. with family too, like they'll also see that you're not playing. Right. So, mm-hmm. they're, they're, so after three calls at 10 and they're like, Oh, he really not going to answer. They going to shoot a text message. that said, Hey, this is important and it mm-hmm. can't wait. And then you'll answer that. Mm-hmm. Or they going to wait till regular business hours to call you back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so just enforce your boundaries. Don't just say it in your mouth. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest and stand on it. So come on. And I think that, you know, that this this listener letter was in alignment with the topic today. Like you said, when you're setting those boundaries as therapists who happen to also be homegirls, it comes full circle. So we all have a call to set boundaries and stand on them to make sure that we are our best selves and our relationships are the best relationships that we are cultivating with folks. So I like it. Thank you, Sean, for your letter. Looking forward to more of those. Um, I'm going to take up on your challenge, Pam. You implemented the the recommendation, the weekly recommendation. So yes, yes. one thing that I'm going to recommend for all of you listening this week is I want you, whenever you listen to this, I want you to sit and journal 
two things that you are hoping for for next week, whether those are spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, but what are two things that you are hoping for in the next week? Because I firmly believe in the power of manifestation and speaking what you want into your life. So journal those two things, what they are, why you want them, how you see your life improving after having them. And much like the topic today, stand on that and let's see what happens. Oh, that's lit. I like that. Now, for all of you that are not about to like sit in journal or write it down, it can be a note in your phone. It can be a post-it. It can be a journal. It can be you saying it out loud and making that covenant with yourself. It's just taking the time to identify that, I feel like. I hope you enjoyed our episode this week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you take time to connect with us because we love these listening letters. We love hearing from y'all and that's how we keep the conversation going, right? So now that we've had the conversation, now it's your time to do the work. And you got this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Check out our free mental health resource guide. The link is in the notes. Um, Please leave us a review. It helps others find our podcast and lets us know your thoughts so we can tap in and understand what's going on with you we'll do a weekly call for listener questions on instagram so write us for the chance to get some insight from us your homegirls who also happen to be therapists so we'll see you next week